0: sweet
1: beautiful texas and beyond the folk family revival kicking things off for us on dallas safari club's lone star outdoor show brought to you by lone star beer and hoff power polaris cable smith here thank you so much for tuning in today i sincerely do appreciate it as we have got a lot to get into talking hunting fishing the great outdoors and all that implies and y'all know by now that there is no place that i'd rather be right here with you so you know what to do by now grab that stool pull it up a little closer to the old campfire here Uh, grab that beat up old thermos the one that still got mud caked on it from three duck seasons ago if it's like my thermos anyway Uh, pour yourself another cup of coffee and get ready to rock and roll because we have a lot to get into this morning off the top uh, we're going to talk exotic hunting in the lone star state specifically you know how does a ranch go about having a self-sustaining herd of African plains game here on the Texas landscape? It's a interesting phenomenon that not many places have been able to master, especially when it comes to super exotics like sable and kudu and stuff like that. Uh, but you really can have the African safari experience right here in Texas. And uh, Eric White of the Star S Ranch will join us uh, coming up here in just a little bit. So we are certainly looking forward to visiting with him. After that, we'll check in with our good friend Charles Whited, a longtime guide and tournament angler of barefoot fishing tours. We'll find out what the bass are biting. And by the way, Charles had an 80-fish morning the other day. I'd lose it. I mean, I, I, an 8-fish morning would be a good one for me. Uh, so I can't imagine 80 fish in a morning. Uh, but we'll talk about what the bass are biting right now as we are, uh, man, two-thirds of the way through the summer. And then also. We're going to get into some fish care tips. So uh, once that fish comes over the rail, how should you handle it? And then more importantly, if you're putting it in your live well, especially for the tournament anglers out there, there's uh, some tips and practices that uh, Charles is going to tell us about that will help you keep that fish alive and healthy and as unstressed as possible. And let's face it. Uh, that's how tournaments are won and lost. I mean, you can't bring in a dead fish. Uh, so... Uh, and especially in the summertime it's even more important as temperatures uh, continue to soar up next it's our old pal texas parks and wildlife mule deer program leader sean gray he's going to give us an update on the status of our mule deer herd here in texas Uh, we've also got some translocation and restocking stuff going on out in far west texas Uh, so sean will give us the lowdown on that as well as Um, increased hunting opportunity you know they opened up four new counties for mule deer hunting last year and we'll see if uh, there are plans to expand uh, those opportunities again in the near future so that's coming up uh, in a little bit then we'll wrap things up by talking precision custom rifle building and long range shooting with Derek Ratliff he's the owner and CEO of Horizon Firearms Uh, We'll not only pick Derek's brain on, you know, his favorite long range calibers, but also there's some new or or newer rounds out there, uh, like the uh, 28 Nosler and and to a lesser extent, the 6.5 Creedmoor, which is really gaining in popularity. We'll talk about those as well. Uh, So that's coming up at the bottom of the hour. It should be a good show. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, We will cover a lot of stuff today. A couple other things to mention here. Don't forget that our July photo of the month contest is going on right now. This is your last chance. This weekend is your last chance to send us your best hunting or fishing photo for our July contest. We are going to let this month's winner customize their own bow from Elite Archery. So pretty sweet deal there. And then as always, our 12 monthly winners will square off at the end of of 2015 for a chance to join me on a trophy axis deer or black buck hunt down at the lovely Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. Uh, So another awesome grand prize photo of the year hunt package brought to you by Coons Canyon Ranch. Uh, What else? Uh, Let's do a quick giveaway. Our friends over at 3Curl Lease Connection uh, have sent us one of their uh, awesome The Dove Stop Here t-shirts, and we'll throw in a 3Curl koozie as well the shirt's a soft you know ring spun cotton not that itchy crap that people pay two dollars for um so it's, it's a nice shirt it's got the three curl logo on it and uh, let's give it away this morning to uh, let's just say everyone's eligible all you have to do is text in the word dove that's dove to 214-289-7807 dove to two one four two eight nine seven eight zero seven, and uh we will have a drawing at the end of the weekend. We'll pick one lucky listener, and we'll send you the three-curl Least Connection T-shirt and koozie. Uh, let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we are talking all things African safari-style hunting in Texas with the Star S Ranches. Eric White. You're listening to DSC's Lone Star Outdoor Show.
2: Before you came along. If you're just making memories, you have to wait your time.
0: Cause I've got memories to burn
2: If you love hunting in the outdoors, then attend the Texas Deer Association's 17th Annual Convention happening this August 13th through the 15th at the JW Marriott Hill Country Resort and Spa in San Antonio. Visit with over 200 exhibitors and stay for the educational seminars presented by industry experts as well as antler contest, photo contest, educational youth activities, family hunter safety certification, chili cook-off, golf tournament, casino night, and a whole lot more. And don't forget the best deer auctions in Texas, the Superior Genetics Deer Auction on August 14th, and the Select Sale on August 15th, featuring the finest white-tailed deer genetics from all over the Lone Star State. This event is open to the public and takes place again at the J.W. Marriott Hill Country Resort in San Antonio, August 13th through the 15th. For more information, log on to TexasDeerAssociation.com or call TDA at 210-767-8300. That's TexasDeerAssociation.com, 210-767-8300. Our rights as Texas property owners and sportsmen are under attack by those seeking to divide our community and destroy our way of life. Thousands of Texas families enjoy the precious rights to hunt and manage their wildlife resources. No one person or group should force their viewpoint on you. We have the freedom of choice as the law allows. We must stand together. Texas Deer Association protects the future of our hunting heritage.
1: We are the Texas Deer Association.
2: Join us in saying no to those who seek to divide us. For more information, visit TexasDeerAssociation.com.
1: Hey y'all, Cable here, and I was just out catching sand bass on Lake Bob Sandlin with the guys from Eagle Shores, and they wanted me to remind you about the one weekend sale July 11th and 12th. Purchase your own lakefront property that weekend, and Eagle Shores on Lake Bob Sandlin will throw in a free jet ski and trailer. It's time you stopped going to your buddy's lake house every holiday and started making memories at your own place by calling Eagle Shores at 8779 Lakeside. That's 8779 Lakeside to get set up for the July sale at Eagle Shores. At LSC Trailer Sales, we offer a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. We can special order a custom trailer specific to your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions you might have about trailers. Call 940-484-5500. Or visit us at lsctrailersales.com. Finally, quality trailers at affordable prices in Dallas-Fort Worth. Are you looking for the perfect place to send your hunting buddy? Then check out Tioga Retrievers. With over 20 years' experience, Angie and Tim Becker can provide you with a field champion or a well-rounded hunting companion. Tioga Retrievers takes pride in catering to the needs of each owner and their dog. Conveniently located 45 miles north of DFW in Aubrey, Texas, Tioga Retrievers also offers day training and boarding. Call 940-440-0018 or visit them online at www.tiogaretrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A, retrievers.com.
3: The laughing eyes of Ireland, sparkling blue and green With hair as black, as Guinness stout, and barely 17 We're back out on the cobblestones,
4: whiskey drunk and high again Nickered up and giving up for seven nights in Ireland
2: A little Reckless Kelly bringing
1: us back on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor show Brought to you by Lone Star Beer And Hoff, Power Polaris, I'm Cable Smith, and you were tuned in to the most entertaining, educational, and conservation-minded hour of outdoor programming on the airwaves. Uh, That I do promise you, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to get things going here by talking African safari-style hunting right here in the Lone Star State momentarily. Uh, But before we do that, this segment of the show is brought to you by the Brush-to-Bay Outfitters Bonanza Bash. It's going down today, this weekend only, in Howlettsville, Texas. You can save big on all kinds of products that uh, pertain to hunting and fishing. you got trail cameras, obviously archery, bows, coolers, coast to sunglasses. Uh, Nick Munt from Bone Collector will be there. There will be a concert from Adam Hood. It's brought to you by our friends at Forever Last. It's the Brush to Bay Outfitters Bonanza Bash uh, going on right now at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Howlisville, Texas. So if you're in the area, be sure to stop by and check it out. Uh, It's going to be an awesome day celebrating the outdoor lifestyle. Uh, Let's go ahead now and welcome our first guest to this morning's presentation, and so joining us now to really go in depth on all things exotic hunting here in the Lone Star State. Let's welcome Eric White from the Star S Ranch in Mason, Texas. Thanks for being here, Eric. Thank you. Hey, it's certainly great to have you with us and uh first of all, Eric, what in the world are you up to? I think a lot of people might not realize how much work goes into running a successful hunting ranch, especially in the off season.
3: Uh this time of year, it's more a lot of fawning going on and, and uh, health care for, for white deer as well as our other species. And you get caught up on projects this time of year as well. We do some hunting in the summertime, but not an awful lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, axis deer are the main thing that, that are summertime species. But you know, here at Star S, we don't try to run a lot of people through the ranch. So we, you know, we, we re- mainly just hunt what we raise. And uh and so and we're very picky about allowing the animals to get old enough and big enough that, that it suits our you know, our goals.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and those Axis deer which originally hailed from India, uh, they should be about full swing into the rut right now.
3: That's correct. They are right now. We've had a few hunters and shot some pretty big Axis deer this summer.
1: Oh, I saw one that you posted on Facebook that was a family affair. Now, did the husband or the wife pull the trigger on that hunt?
3: That was the wife.
1: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, Eric, let's start by talking uh, about the size of the ranch. Um, How many acres is the Star S up to these days?
3: The Star S Ranch is 14,000 acres, and it was kind of built over the years, uh, starting back in 1996, with uh, the Scott family and and mostly their sons was the, were the huge motivators behind it. The business became more successful, and they bought a thousand acres, and then added a thousand acres, and and then added them in you know four to five thousand acre blocks from them.
1: Mhm Oh yeah. Well,
3: and,
1: oh go ahead. Sorry.
3: Well, that's okay. No, and and so it was mostly just a place to go hunting that uh, Bill Scott had taken his sons on a. Management whitetail hunt at the YO back in '94, and uh, they were just amazed by all the wildlife and fell in love with hunting and and got badger lotted by the kids and that's kind of what started the whole the whole dream of owning a ranch like many Texans do and wildlife being their thing. And uh, as the kids got older, they hunted around the world. And I first met them, actually, Will had just got out of college. James was still in college and, and uh, had done a sem- seminar on wild game ranching, raising wildlife. And and uh, that enthusiasm was, was amazing. Hmm. And years later, before they'd even really high fenced it all, they had this dream of, of turning sable and kudu and things out in the wild and, you know, high fencing across a river and I thought it was all crazy and thank goodness they didn't listen to me because it you know, it's becoming and has become very much like hunting in South Texas and and uh or in in Africa, um, as far as how wild the wildlife is.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, and I was gonna say it's changed a lot uh in the last decade or so since since I've been there and the Star S will always hold a special place in in my heart, because that's where I killed my first Rio Grande gobbler uh, along the banks of the James River, which flows through the property, um, and and back then, I, the lodge wasn't even there. Uh, so I, I I haven't been back since then, but am certainly looking forward to our uh, our fallow buck hunt coming up here uh, in October.
3: There have been some changes. Uh, last summer we got finished with a new lodge. Before that, I had a little three bedroom house that they'd remodeled. Looked really nice. That. That hunters would stay in, and the family had a house there along the river, which we used for guests as well. And uh, but that got a little awkward. Family want to come down here, trying to find, you know, coordinate schedules with hunters
5: mm-hmm.
3: um, and everything. And so now we have a, a brand new lodge, which which uh, has four casitas that are, I don't, they're about two queen-size beds, private living room, 12-foot ceilings, really, really pretty, in and in a main lodge room with a bar and all that. And so it's it's very, very nice, and we've paved the runway. as a 5,000-foot runway. Um, and so they did things a little bit differently than many people have, is that they actually put their money and time into, into wildlife and breeding wildlife way before they ever really kind of caught up with the infrastructure.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and... Yeah, when I was there, I mean, you, they they had started putting the African species on there, um, but I I guarantee you it wasn't fourteen thousand acres when I was there, uh, but I will tell you one thing that stood out um, and that I really loved about the ranch was the diverse landscape. You've got the James River flowing through, um, and then you've got lots of elevation changes. I think there's I think it's called the Blue Mountains, just kind of runs through the property, um, and so it's a you know it's everything that you. Would want in the you know to find in the Texas Hill Country.
3: Well, it is, and you know I, I've lived in this area since the early or mid '80s when I graduated from college, and I don't know that I even knew this little kind of geographic area existed because you know the Blue Mountains are in the far west, and actually Monument Mountain is the highest point in Mason County, which is kind of close to the western property line. And that's typical hill country, limestone, that that black dirt, chin oak. Um, but it drops off into kind of a red, sandy plain, and then you hit sandstones and, and, and other geological formations. And corresponding to that is is basically the vegetation changes. It's a little bit stronger country um, from a grazing and browsing standpoint, and it makes it unique. And if you've ever been to Africa, and they talk about the – red dirt of Africa, and and that's a lot of the same vegetations. You know, we have catclaw in, in South Africa. They have a, a bush called the bit brush, which is like a longer thorn version of, of of cat claw, which you'll see kudu and damas love browsing on it, very high protein, mm-hmm. um, and they're used to working around the thorns. So very similar from that standpoint.
1: Very cool. Well, yeah, so talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the ranch as far as what separates the star s from uh, you know other ranches out there and and, uh, and you can talk you know hit on obviously the whitetail hunting uh world-class whitetails and then uh the exotics even up to the super exotics
3: well yeah what i, I think the main thing is we're actually kind of breed first and and hunt secondly so the family has spent a lot of time Really concentrating on on breeding the best that they could find. You know, one unusual thing is is that you know they'll they'll find the biggest animal they can and make it a herd sire instead of a hunting animal. Mm. And the results of that generation after generation are are larger animals. Um, I think another unique thing that you know I can't quantify, but yeah, a lot of the way we do this is is that we'll breed in, in breeding areas, but then we turn the young males out into these 4,000-plus acre pastures, and they don't get any supplemental feed, so they're just browsing off the land. We're very careful to make sure that we have plenty of vegetation for them to graze on. They seem to get bigger as a result of that. So I don't know how much of it is genetics and how much of it is you know, really good browse, being able to live in a wilder, more natural environment, you know, I've always said happier animals do better, and they are happier and more natural. So I think that makes it unique. Um, it makes it unique from a hunting standpoint as well. Um, it, not a lot of people have the skills to actually hunt animals in the wild, as wild as these are, that have, have basically grown up their entire life in these huge areas with lots of brush, canyons. You've seen it before, and mm-hmm. it, it's not a... Guaranteed thing, I can go out there and, and find that animal. Um, there's a, I think there's a kudu running around that I've seen. I haven't seen him in a year and a half That that is probably the biggest kudu I've ever seen. We've taken a couple here that were over 60 inches, 62 inches. I think, wow. if I'm correct, this guy's bigger. <laughs> um, but, I mean, whether or not I ever see him or not, I don't know. But we like that. And that's kind of one of the things that the Scott family wanted to do. On top of which, our whitetail. Breeding operation, and, and you know we've got 3,000 acres now that we hunt whitetail in that are pretty much exclusively for whitetail, turning out better does, uh, turning out bucks, and trying to do that in the pasture as well as we do in the pens. But the whole idea being is that you're going to go hunt for something and earn um, your trophy, and hope for a little luck some cooperation from the weather and deer moving along the way but that's the way we prefer to do things here
1: hmm I always say high fence low fence no fence doesn't matter to me but I'll tell you this uh, 100% throughout you know my short hunting career um, I've hunted high fences and found it uh, and oftentimes much more difficult than low fence and for example uh, the biggest whitetail I've ever killed I shot on the first sit in in Webb County down there in the brush country uh, shot him probably within 30 minutes of sitting in my first sit ever in South Texas, and then I can go hunt uh, a place. Just, let's just say even one section, 640 acres, and I've tried to hunt axis deer there. This one specific ranch, three or four times, and walked away unsuccessful more times than not. So uh, it's it's not lost on me, and I think many people, most people that have hunted behind a high fence, realize that it is uh, it's not a slam dunk.
3: Well, and that's right. And, you know, we kind of separate ourselves a little bit, which I'm not quite sure I understand why. I like people to go hunting. I mean, there's all kinds of places for all kinds of people and all kinds of abilities and, and sometimes physical limitations as well. And the more you have people out outdoors, the better off we are. And you have to look at it, too, from an environmental standpoint as well. I mean, you know, if you have to high fence a place to be able to manage it and control it successfully, and if you have large acreage, large acreage is the most important thing. And as you've seen throughout the hill country, I have over 30 years, watch it get developed and cut up. You know, the more different tools you get for landowners to hang on to larger tracts of land, the better ecological and environmentally we are. And so, you know, wildlife over the last 30 years has grown in importance for allowing people to hang on to their land and giving them a little more income um, that's not available as much through through traditional livestock. And then when you see droughts hit things, it becomes even more critical because wildlife can sometimes handle that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I
1: wanted to just hit on your catchphrase or your logo. It, you know, Star S is referred to as the authentic Texas safari company. So talk about what goes into a hunt and and how it's similar. And I've never hunted Africa. Uh, So, you you know, you'll be educating all of us here, um, as far as folks who haven't been before. But uh, talk a little bit about that.
6: Well,
3: I I call it that because if you've ever hunted South Africa, most of South Africa is hunted behind high fences, but they are animals that have kind of acclimated and become native to it because of the size and the variety, particularly of super exotics that are roaming wild and in uh, 4,000 plus acre pastures, they are just as wild as they are in South Africa, in Southern Africa. And you know the Cabela family hunts here, and and Dick Dick Cabela actually had his last hunt with with me about three months before mm-hmm. he passed away. Um, they come at least once a year, various members of the family. Um, but they made the comment that the hunting here was as as difficult as any hunting they've done in Southern Africa, and actually quality of the wildlife was better um, here than they'd seen in much of southern Africa and and that's what we go for we hunt safari style there's valleys we do a lot of stalk hunting glassing you have to do that for some species at times when they go hide off into the valleys and uh, and so it is very much like a South African or Namibian hunt and and because it's all raised here, that's kind of where that catchphrase comes from.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's so rare to have a, a hunting ranch uh, that, you know, specializes in exotics be self-sustaining uh, on the Texas landscape. That means you're obviously doing a lot of things right uh, when you talk about having, you know, sable or, or kudu or, or these other animals that you guys, you know, really uh, specialize in that are that are breeding here on the, on the Texas landscape. Uh, so that's that's impressive and then also you mentioned that the the Scott family was focused on breeding first, hunting second. And that takes a lot of discipline to have that big herd bull that people, you know, would love to shoot and just say, "No, that one's that one's off limits," you know, knowing that uh there there's a lot of value in <laughs> in uh in having that animal remain on the landscape and and so his wild out so to speak.
3: Well, and and you know, I I I almost sometimes feel strange the fact that I tell people no, but I think you saw a picture probably he posted of some Nubian Ibex, and we hunted one one billy this year. I'll hunt two next year, and we're very disciplined about that because we want animals to be as big as they possibly can be to represent us. You know, we don't, other than whitetail to a degree, and even in our whitetail hunting, I've got 25-inch gaps in my pricing, but, you know, for most everything else, you, you know, the, the desire is to go out and shoot and hunt the biggest animal you can in the time that you have. You know, Going back to Africa, anybody that says they're going to go to Africa, I'm always the first to say, hey, if you get an opportunity, do it. Um, but it's not available for everybody. You know, People are business owners, can't be gone that long. Some people are scared of traveling. Some people have health problems, they can't travel. And so we try to kind of fit in between that and still give you the same experience um, but be able to accommodate your time because... Africa is a you know huge commitment in in time mm-hmm. uh southern Africa and Namibia is very affordable. you start getting in other countries it becomes very 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 expensive, and so not everybody can afford the time or the money
1: oh yeah, yeah, just kind of to, to uh wrap things up here i uh I'm certainly looking forward to hunting with you coming up in october uh fallow deer has long been on uh high on my bucket list and and I know you guys have some really nice ones.
3: Well, we look forward to having you. I think you'll you'll actually get a, since you haven't been here so long, you'll see some things have changed, and, and you get pretty amazed. You know, I've done this for so long, and I still, you'll see it in pictures I post, too. I, I just kind of run across these moments where you kind of pinch yourself, and you're going, I actually get to see that here <laughs> in the U.S. Um, even though I've seen them for so long, it's just different because you kind of get, the reward of seeing some particular animal or some species that you don't get to see every day, and they pop up in a beautiful setting um, kind of unexpectedly, which is a little bit of hunting anyway. There's always skill, but being in the right place at the right time is, is still not always predictable.
1: Well, I will certainly have the rifle and the camera ready uh, because while we'll be hunting fallow deer, uh, you never know what's going to pop up at the star I'm certainly looking forward to making my uh, much uh, long overdue return to the ranch. And, Eric, uh, can't wait to hunt with you here coming up in October.
3: I'll see you here in a few months.
1: And the website, once again, star-s-ranch.com. Uh, and if you want to see some amazing photos, of, I mean, not just trophy photos, but actual wildlife, uh, check out the Facebook page, too, because Eric updates that regularly. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Eric White, operations manager down at the lovely Star S Ranch, the authentic Texas safari company. That segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Uh, Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll change things up, talk some largemouth bass fishing with our good friend Charles Whited of Barefoot Fishing Tours. We'll find out what the big girls are biting, and uh, we'll talk some fish care as well. So that's coming up only on DSC's Lone Star Golf Show.
0: Trophy Hunters Association is proud to present the 2015 Hunters Extravaganza. Come check out all the latest deer hunting equipment, clothing blinds, and other gear. Kids will love Joe Martin's Snakes of Texas. Enter the annual deer competition and compete in the 3D archery tournament. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for kids, 12 to 17. Kids under 12 are free. Free admission with military ID. The granddaddy of all hunting shows is back at the NRG Center, July 31st to August 2nd. Visit huntersextravaganza.com.
1: at Creek if you're in the market for a compact track loader then check out the bobcat advantage where bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges whether you're looking for performance advantages uptime protection or quality design bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry but don't take our word for it watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see bobcat machines in person at bobcat of dallas lewisville bobcat of fort worth and bobcat of longview visit bobcat of dallas.com or call 469-586-0000 today At LSC Trailer Sales, we offer a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. We can special order a custom trailer specific to your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions you might have about trailers. Call 940-484-5500. Or visit us at lsctrailersales.com. Finally, quality trailers at affordable prices in Dallas-Fort Worth.
4: I don't need that whiskey anymore. It's not the way I did back before. That stuff tried to kill me. Tell the truth. It never threatened me Rock and roll is the
1: name of that one there from Cody Jinks bringing us back on DSC's Lone Star Outdoors show brought more. to you, of course, by Lone Star Beer and our friends over at Hoff Power Polaris. I I'm Cable Smith. Uh, thanks so much for being here with me today. I do appreciate I you sharing a part of your weekend with me. As we are about to talk largemouth bass here, um, what they're biting as we are in man midsummer now, uh, where to find them, and then also fish care tips, um, you know, especially for the tournament anglers out there. Uh, this is the difference between a lot of times coming home with a paycheck or walking away empty-handed. So uh, Charles Whitehead will be here momentarily. We'll get into all of that. But first, this segment of the show, proudly brought to you by the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza and Corpus Christi. This is the first ever Corpus Christi show. Uh, it's taking place August 7th through the 9th at the American Bank Center. For more info, go to ttha.com. And let's go ahead and give away a pair of tickets to, you can actually use this pair of tickets to any of the four shows, Houston, Corpus Christi, Fort Worth, or San Antonio. Uh, we'll give these away to the third person to text in the word BASS. That's BASS to 214 289 Seven eight zero seven. That's two one four two eight nine seven eight zero seven, and uh, you could win a pair of T T H A Extravaganza V I P all access passes. Well, uh, moving right along here, let's go ahead and bring on our old friend. Uh, he joins us every month for our bass fishing report. He's a longtime guide and a highly successful tournament angler here in the Lone Star State. It's my pleasure to welcome barefoot fishing tours charles whited back to the program glad to be back you bet great to have you with us charles uh man just uh going back to what you told me off the air a second ago y'all caught 70 largemouth on one morning trip this week that's amazing
5: yeah we went uh they've we've been fishing lake bass in and uh july and august there's just tons of bass schooling and it's been phenomenal wow you know, it's a slot lake. There's just a bunch of fish in there, and uh, and just a lot of good keepers.
1: Well, I I don't yeah. think I could get tired of catching seventy three pound bass in the morning. You know. <laughs>
5: yeah, a lot a lot of spinning reel action, light line, and you know, a lot of thirteen to three pound basses. There's a ton of them in there.
1: Uh huh. And you mentioned also that you uh you had like three doubles.
5: Yeah, we're we're uh throwing a little double fluke rig. And uh, we had three doubles today, and you know, that's fun stuff. Uh-huh. You, you can see, I mean, they come up schooling. There's no telling you how many bass we saw today. There'd be 10, you can look at 10 bass, and they're getting a little bit smarter. They've been doing it for about three weeks now. They're getting educated, but you just downsize and downsize and uh, still get them the bite. Mm.
1: And so, in that double fluke rig, now you actually you put a little weight at the on the the bottom rig, and then up above that you put on a swivel and, and tie on another. Is that how that works?
5: Yeah, I get what I do. I get two swivels, and I go ahead and tie a polymer knot to each end with about a two-foot leader,
8: and then um,
5: one of them I'll, I'll go ahead and thread on the line, and then put a real small bead, and then tie the other swivel and come down. And I usually use an eighth ounce uh open hook on the bottom and either just a regular 16th ounce or i'll go weightless on the other one and man it looks good in the water and it works wow no doubt
1: yeah i mean i always implement that for fly fishing you know you put a couple of nymphs or midges on tie those off to your you know your tippet or whatever uh but i've never tried it for bass fishing that's uh you know
5: it's one of those deals we used to always throw like a double white fluke for smallmouth Mm -hmm. and uh you rarely get two smallmouths, but, you you know, it kind of calls them up a little bit better. But we've been using a little bitty fluke, Jr., and uh, it works really, really good, man. It It is fun. And you, sometimes you got to go even smaller, and you can put a little bit more weight on there so you can cast it a little bit better.
1: How is all of this water, you know, being released by so many lakes throughout Texas? And we're talking, you know, I mean, up here at Texoma, it's over millions of gallons of water, <laughs> that are being released every day, um, and I know up in some of those Colorado River lakes, um, they're you know, they're not usually as affected by you know water levels. But I, I do understand that some of the lakes in the the Central Texas area have really been uh, affected by that moving current as well.
5: Yeah, it's it's actually made the fishing easier. Uh, Canyon Lake and Lake Travis was so low, and it came up so fast. Those lakes are fishing really really tough. I just I I haven't been going to them because it's just hard to get a bite, but all the lakes below those like We got a little river chain. that goes Dunlap McQueenie and Placid and all that current's been rolling through there And man, uh, they were pushing out 5,000 out of Canyon Lake for two weeks
1: Wow, and it
5: was so easy to catch fish. I mean it I'm gonna throw some numbers out there and people gonna be like yeah, whatever, but we probably caught 800 bass in. About twelve days, oh man, and Dunlap. and it was just behind every little eddy there was fish. and there was one spot. We sat there probably five days in a row, and our best day was eighty six fish, and our worst day was twenty eight. so wow. pretty cray and mixed, mixed big fish. I mean, it gets all the bait stuck in there and and uh, it was unbelievable. Mm. so the the all the water really helped us out. it, it put the fish and, and it kept the water a lot cooler. You know, we've been having 70 degrees water temperature when it's usually about 85 or so because it's been flowing that cold water out of our deeper lakes.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, cool stuff there. And uh, and so what depth are you finding uh, most of your fish right now?
5: And, and, you know, usually this time of year I'm out deep on points and dragging rigs and big crankbaits. and We've actually been able to stay shallow.
4: Uh,
5: I haven't been fishing over eight foot.
1: Because of all that cooler lakes. water temperature.
5: Oh yeah, I've been keeping them up. Been keeping the bait up, up top, and it, it's been helping the schooling action on all those lakes. It's been it's been a real good year. I mean, for July, I mean, you go out and man, we, are, you know, my my weakest day, I think this year has been like 18 fish. I mean, it's been crazy. So mm-hmm. moving water, cooler cooler water, it just it keeps the fish biting longer, and you get more bites throughout the day.
1: You know, you're you're a highly successful tournament angler. You won another uh, Texas Tournament Zone Angler of the Year title in 2015, uh, and so today I, I do want to change gears here and talk about fish care, uh, because you know tournaments are won and lost by keeping your fish alive. Um, oh
5: yeah, no doubt.
1: And summertime is you know that's even compounded because it's uh it's it does get so hot, uh, and, and that's when most people tend to lose fish is during the summer months. So let's start at the very beginning. When do you fill up your live well?
5: Soon as I get to my very first spot when it's when it's surface temperatures cooler. Mm-hmm. And I, it, a lot of times I'll put a bag of ice in each live well. And when I get to my first spot, I'll fill my live wells and try not to fill up throughout the day. I mean, sometimes you got to add water when you're running around. You lose a little water, but just keep your recirculator pumps going. And yeah, a lot of things. A lot of times, when we know it's going to be real hot, we'll get like one liter bottles the night before, mm-hmm. and put a couple ounces of Sure Life, and then fill them up and freeze them, and you put them in your live well with your lid off, and just let them slowly let that Sure Life out, and that helps a bunch.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and, you know, and
5: just slow. It, it helps. It helps. I like a frozen bottle more than ice, but if you can do both get that first thing in the morning put your bag of ice put you a couple scoops of sure life and and get it green and fresh and and try to hold that water temperature It, it helps a bunch
1: okay and so um you run your your aerator constantly throughout the day
5: yes i sure do i try to keep the same water though don't you know don't pump any fresh water in throughout the day unless you really need to
1: and i'm not a tournament angler obviously i'm just a recreational guy but uh I read some stuff people recommended changing half the water you know every three hours, and I was like, eh, sounds yeah, like yeah you're you're
5: pulling that top that warm water in there it It's best like I said, start a bag of ice, a couple of cups of sure life and, and fill it all the way up and and hopefully you put some fish in there to use it that after that first stop, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> hopefully it don't jinx you
8: <laughs> right,
1: right, so the sure life is the only additive that you're using.
5: Yeah, he's a local guy out of New Braunfels, and uh, and uh, I've been using his stuff forever. But there's a lot of a lot of other stuff out there that's probably just as good. But that's just the guy that I've been using locally, and and uh, you know that stuff works.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Proven. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and what temperature are you trying to keep that live well below?
5: You know, it, it's it's hard to tell that I you know that that morning surface temperature when you start usually you know it could be 70 to 80 you know i'm just trying to keep it cool as i can and uh Mm -hmm. and that that's the best way to do it um and another thing if you're going to be measuring fish and culling fish you know keep them wet wet that board before you put that fish on there you know that'll help out a little bit throughout the day and try not to keep your fish out of the water too long
1: yeah well and, you know, some people like to play the fish a little bit, uh, but you see all the tournament anglers, whether you're watching Major League Fishing or any other show on uh, WFN or Outdoor Channel or whatever, and they're ripping those fish into the boat as fast as they can. Um, oh, man, yeah, no and, doubt. And, I mean, that obviously is going to keep stress off the fish.
5: Yeah, I mean, you got to – if you stress out a fish, it could die. And, you know, the best thing to do if one swallows a hook, just cut the line. Don't try to dig it out. You know, a lot of people – try to get the pliers and dig and dig it's best just to cut that line and let him you know till you till you get after after the tournament then try to get the hook out that that helps out a little bit too
1: now what about just leaving that hook in there or do you every time do you try to get it out will it bat will it kill the fish or is there a chance they could live with that hook uh, in there
5: uh they'll live they'll, they'll get rid of it you know plastics is another deal I, you know i have to clean bass every once in a while you know i don't want to do it um uh, but sometimes my clients want to take home fish and, you know, I let them fillet 14 to 16-inch fish. And every once in a while, you'll find more plastics in them than anything. And, hmm. you know, if you, you change worms out, just keep it in the boat. Don't throw it over the side either. That, that'll help out down the, down the long run, too.
1: Hmm. Okay. Good insight there. Um, <clears throat> okay. And then I guess the last thing, uh, while we're talking about actual the physical care of them, um, when these fish get, and it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen, when they get gill hooked and they start bleeding like a stuck pig, and I've had three and four pound bass die on me plenty of times from that. Um, yeah. What What is your, you know, your recourse there?
5: What we do, and and it really does work. Is, I mean, we'll pour that Sure Life in their mouth or in their gills to try to stop that bleed, uh-huh. and it really does stop it, and it will help the fish. I mean. If you know that fish is bleeding, we we'll put a cup or two in a, in the fish's mouth, and uh, and it helps. I mean, that stuff is golden.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, great, great insight there. And just for people that don't know what sure life is, what is the? I mean, what is the main chemical that that's in there?
5: Man, I, I don't know if I know its secrets really.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it, you know, it. You know, a lot of people say add Coke to your water too, and all that, but. I really don't know what all he's got in it, mm. um, but it, it's it works. He's got it down to the science he, He's been in business a long time.
1: Yeah. So. Well, and I know a lot of people like just use uh, non, non-iodized salt as well
5: Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's 90% salt. I mean that <laughs> I mean it, that's probably what it is, but I wouldn't I wouldn't know it exactly
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, well hey if it works it works so and you're winning tournaments yeah, with yeah. it and so I mean that's uh speaks for itself um well great great insight on that front today um i did want to uh give you the opportunity here to talk a little bit about uh september we've got dove hunting right around the corner and uh, i know you've got uh, quite a few opportunities for the texas sportsmen to get out there and and uh shoot some morning or white wing doves with you
5: yeah no doubt um time to book you know i got four different ranches uh got one in hayes county one in Throgmorton, Texas, uh, Bangs, Texas, and uh, Dublin, Texas, and uh, one or two of these places have lodging. Others don't. Uh, we're seventy-five dollars a half day and one twenty-five full day. There's some. There's some other ways to get better prices too. If you got more people and lodging, we can we can cut you a better deal on the on the bigger groups. But man, we got a lot of birds. We got sunflowers and we got wheat fields being in and a lot of water it's, it's going to be a great year
1: awesome well yeah it should be a great year with all this moisture we've gotten here in the spring and summer um, people can find you at barefootfishingtours.com they can also check you out on facebook definitely well we look forward to touching base with you again in august my friend take care charles
5: righty. looking forward to it partner take care all uh, right
1: thank you so much all right there he goes our good friend charles whited of barefoot fishing tours And that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by STI Guns. If you're in the market for a pistol, check them out at stiguns.com and go Texan, go STI. Uh, Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll change things up and find out how that other deer species is doing on the Texas landscape. It's our TPWD mule deer program leader, Sean Gray, coming up only on DSC's Lone Star Outdoors show. So
0: baby, drag him to the river. Where well, it runs wide and slow. Put her face down in the water and they let that fool go. They let that muddy waters carry her blue.
1: Cable Smith here for Deer View Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deer View Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerViewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deer View Windows, where visibility matters. Hey y'all, Cable here, and I was just out catching sand bass on Lake Bob Sandlin with the guys from Eagle Shores, and they wanted me to remind you about the one weekend sale July 11th and 12th. Purchase your own lakefront property that weekend, and Eagle Shores on Lake Bob Sandlin will throw in a free jet ski and trailer. It's time you stopped going to your buddy's lake house every holiday and started making memories at your own place by calling Eagle Shores at 877-9-LAKESIDE. That's 877-9-LAKESIDE to get set up for the July sale at Eagle Shores. Rockwall Gun Club is North Texas' premier shooting facility, offering both indoor and outdoor ranges, including a unique 500-yard rifle range. If shotgunning's your thing, then check out the 18-station clay course. Opening summer 2014, Rockwall Gun Club is offering special introductory family and corporate membership rates for founding members. Located at 15950 State Highway 205, you can also visit rockwallgunclub.com or call 972-215-6902, Rockwall Gun Club, the private shooting experience. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's G-O-I-N Fencing.
4: Hey, North Texas sports fans. This is Brian Spagnola, general manager of Texas Motorcars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorcars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles, and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9TXMOTORS.
7: Well, thank you for your precious time. Give me advice, start crying That's how I got to Memphis. Oh, that's how I got to
1: Memphis. A little double D, the great Daryl Dodd bringing us back on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff. Power Polaris, Cable Smith here riding shotgun with you. Thank you so much for sharing a part of this lovely Lone Star weekend with me. I do appreciate it. As we are set to uh, talk some mule deer, uh, find out how those gray ghosts are doing. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by Cindero Seed Company, Texas Premier Seed Company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep a happy and healthy whitetail herd, including the Dr. Deer-backed Buck Forage Oats. Check them out at CinderoSeed.com or call Rob Hughes at 1-877-610-SEED today. Well, moving right along here, uh, let's go ahead and dive into that other deer species that inhabits Texas. Of course, I'm talking about mule deer, Uh, just an absolutely amazing and rugged species that lives in some of the most inhospitable terrain Texas has to offer. And uh, the man who's got his finger squarely on the pulse of our entire state's mule deer herd is none other than texas parks and wildlife mule deer program leader sean gray welcome back to the show my friend
6: hey thanks for having me cable it's always a pleasure you betcha it's a pleasure for us
1: as well and i know you've been a busy man overseeing our texas mule deer herds
7: here sure
6: well over the last couple of years uh they've done a lot better uh from the 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 most recent drought that has plagued most of texas or all of texas but uh Anyway, uh we did our our mule deer surveys uh uh this winter, helicopter surveys and those those data are indicating that the populations are stabilizing and the fawn crops are are better, reproductions better. Um so it it looks like uh we've got some good days ahead of us if if range conditions continue to to be good out there for us.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um and now, I think it was was it last year or was the first year we added was it three new counties uh, as far as Lubbock County and uh Yes. Health?
6: we did uh Lubbock, Hill Castro and then Knox.
1: Okay, so four, right? Yep. And Knox County's that real weird one because it's like a little a little island population.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh and how did those seasons go?
6: Uh from what I hear they they went really well. Um there was some pretty nice bucks harvested and and it sounded like everybody was real happy with with opening seasons in those counties
1: awesome well um so are are Mule deer continuing to expand i mean like like we said we added four new counties last year any plans for fu- uh, future expansion as far as increased hunting opportunity
6: yeah we we would probably uh there there's one county that didn't open uh in that package and 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 sometime in the future we we'd like to reevaluate opening that county um, and, and that's, that's probably the, the closest thing on the near future.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, don't leave us hanging. What county are we talking about? Oh,
6: that, that'd be Lynn County. I'm okay. sorry.
1: Oh, that's all right. Awesome. Well, it's always nice to see that, you know, populations are healthy enough to, uh, provide hunters opportunity. I know that's not, that's not why you guys exist. I mean, but, uh, it's just one of the, the byproducts of having a healthy, uh, mule deer population. Um. Let's talk about all of this rain that we've had here this year and how you see that uh playing out as far as, you know, uh the future and I mean I mean basically we've come out of this epic drought cycle that we've been in here, uh for the last gosh, four, five, six years.
6: Yeah, I well, it sounds like El Nino is gonna continue. Uh so so that's good. Um um uh, I'm an optimist, so uh I, I think our populations are gonna They've already started to rebalance them anyway, so if if, uh, if Mother Nature's kind to us, they're they're gonna they're gonna do well for sure.
1: And is the number one limiting factor on um, mule deer recruitment, fawn recruitment, reproduction here in Texas, drought, or are there disease concerns?
6: Um, you know, there there's a whole gamut of stuff that can happen to a baby. And they're most vulnerable, you know, at, at early stages of life, uh, whether it be predation or, or some other types of things. But, yeah, some natural uh, mortality can happen, such as disease and that type of stuff. But uh, for the most part, probably the, the, the biggest impact in, in a drought year, yeah, would be uh, nutrition for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: Well, uh, let's talk
1: about the um, the Black Gap WMA, and that is an area where... Uh, our mule deer have really struggled of late. Yeah. Um, now you guys are very aggressively trying to reverse that trend. You, uh, actually relocated, I think 40 animals uh-huh. yeah. um, back in March.
6: Yeah. Yeah. February, March timeframe, uh, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. Talk about that project and why your department saw that that was necessary.
6: Yeah. So we, we partnered with, uh, the uh, El Carmen Land and Cattle Conservation Company which is our neighbor at, at Black Gap and, and uh the Borderlands Research Institute at Sorrell State and, uh, Mule Deer Foundation Houston Safari Club our services um uh, for the uh for this project um it um uh, you know that population just has never really rebounded uh even in some even in some uh, good good uh, rainfall years that we had previous before this drought Uh and so um, the thinking was there that the population had got so low that it it can't it's it's just kind of just kind of maintaining at a very very low level and the habitats yeah just hanging on the habitat's really good mule deer habitat Uh, it can support more mule deer so uh, we decided to to try to boost it by putting a few more animals down there
1: Uh uh-huh okay and um, I believe I also read that there are plans for 100 more animals to be relocated in 2016.
6: Yeah, yeah, we're going to try to put some more down there uh, as 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 sources become available.
1: Uh-huh. And now, where are most of these deer captured and then relocated? Well, the
6: the 40 deer came from Elephant Mountain mm-hmm. uh, Wildlife Management Area, just south of Alpine.
1: Okay, and and I guess you don't really know where the Next year's hundred will come from
6: no not really we we're, we're uh we're really focusing in on um areas close to the black gap mm-hmm. um just for logistics and stuff like that but uh um anyway yeah we we really really don't have a, a good idea of of where they might come from next year uh-huh. but but uh, we'll see as as we do uh more population surveys in the fall and stuff sure um. Well, let's talk about the actual hunting season
1: itself. I think it's what a, is it a 10-day or two-week season? I can't remember off the top of my head. In
6: the Transfacus, uh-huh. it's 17 days, uh-huh. the general season.
1: Okay, and then out there in the
6: Panhandle? It's a 16-day season. Uh-huh. There's a nine-day season as well in the southwest part okay. of the Panhandle.
1: Obviously, you guys get the harvest reports, uh, and, and in some of those places, it's uh, mandatory uh, check stations out there where you know especially on the trans um c w d testing right um so what impact is hunting having on the overall population? is it minimal or is it very minimal
6: uh, very minimal uh almost all of the all of the harvest is of bucks, and uh we know uh and we have uh, a lot of data to support that the the buck harvest is extremely conservative if you compare our data to other western states mm-hmm. um and and uh you, you look at some of their management units that they have uh as far as what they classify as trophy um trophy management units or whatever our our data it even surpasses a, a lot of those just for you know having an older age buck structure and stuff just having the the uh, some of the greatest opportunities to harvest uh uh, uh, I guess a better looking animal for uh, to to the hunter's eye, I guess.
1: Uh huh. Okay.
6: We know that you know buck harvest doesn't limit populations, and e- even if you had a very very young buck structure, that's not going to limit any in any population growth. So. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, we do
1: have you know, like we said, we just mentioned uh, seventeen, sixteen, and uh, eight eight or nine day seasons and re- in those respective regions and uh that's that's very conservative uh, i believe it's most yeah like you said, it's all bucks um which is great but yeah i just wanted to see overall kind of what that impact yeah. of of buck harvest was so and we do issue
6: some dough permits and mm-hmm. areas that have surplus and stuff like that but sure for the most part it's it's buck harvest Well, hey,
1: Sean, great stuff today as always. Uh, I truly do enjoy talking mule deer with you. We do it a couple times a year. Uh, It's always a treat. Thanks for your time today, brother, and we will do it again uh, sometime in the near future.
6: Yeah, I I appreciate it, Cable. You take care. All right,
1: there he goes, our TPWD mule deer program leader, Sean Gray. Uh, And that segment of the presentation, by the way, was proudly brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit, who since 1917 Has assured, its borrowers' competitive interest rates on real estate loans, rural home loans, and farm and ranch loans. Let Lone Star Ag Credit help you finance your piece of Texas today by visiting LoneStarAgCredit.com. Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by the owner and CEO of College Station-based Horizon Firearms. We're going to talk custom rifle builds and all things long-range shooting with Derek Ratliff. You're listening to Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors Show.
2: On the road again.
1: Cable Smith here with my good friend Craig Smith, owner of Game Guard Outdoors. And you know, Craig, Game Guard camouflage has been concealing Texas hunters for over a decade now. And this fall, we're equally as excited about the brand new and revolutionary Gulf Coast cooler, uh, the first modular cooler system ever to hit the market.
6: Yeah, Cable, we're excited about it. It truly is a modular system, and now a guy doesn't have to have three or four different coolers he can have one cooler that he can attach another one to it we have wheel wheel attachments that snap onto the cooler to get it to and from the boat and with a lot more attachments to follow this season
1: well we're certainly looking forward to using ours in the field this fall
6: and cable we want to we want to thank our customers again this is our 11th season and and uh, things just keep getting better and we appreciate every one of them
1: well we appreciate you Craig and for more information y'all visit gulfcoastcooler.com.
2: Hi, I'm Craig Boddington
1: BioBore EB is the premier gasoline additive that combats the negative effects ethanol has on an engine. Its comprehensive formula is designed to protect marine engines and marine environments, yet also works great in all two- and four-stroke engines. It prevents phase separation and ethanol-related engine problems. While stabilizing fuel for 18 months, BioBore's detergents also clean the entire fuel system of carbon and varnishes. BioBore EB has the best treat rate in the industry. One ounce treats an amazing 15 gallons of gas. Available at your local sporting goods store or visit BioBore.com today.
6: Hi, this is Captain Sig Hansen from The Deadliest Catch.
3: You're listening to the Lone Star Show?
1: Lone Star Outdoor Show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi, this is Captain Sig Hansen from The Deadliest Catch,
6: and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Perfect. She told me to lay the money, lay the
0: money down the table. She said it like a muscle one, two, and
1: Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back to Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff. Power Polaris, Houston Marchman, Shreveport is the name of that one there. Great tune. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, it means a lot that you have chosen to spend a part of your weekend with me here this morning talking hunting and fishing and all that implies. Uh, we are about to talk long-range shooting and custom rifle builds. With Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms. Uh, So, some interesting stuff coming up here. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by an organization who puts their money where their mouth is. Uh, Dallas Safari Club, once again in 2015, has earmarked over a million dollars to go towards hunter advocacy, education, and conservation. So we'd love to have you get involved with our great group of like-minded folks. And to do so, please check us out at biggame.org. Well, let's go ahead now and bring on our next guest. He actually hails from College Station, Texas. He's the owner and CEO of Horizon Firearms Custom Rifle Builder. Uh, It's my pleasure to welcome our friend Derek Ratliff to the program.
8: Appreciate you having me, man. Looking forward to it.
1: Our pleasure. Um, So I guess, first of all, tell us uh, what in the world you've been up to. I know uh, Texas Trophy Hunter extravaganza season is upon us, and you guys are getting ready for that. But uh, what else has been going on?
8: And it it is the crazy time of year now. You know, we've got all the the guys finding out what tags they're going to get, and everybody calling in and giving us the dates as to when their hunts are. So this is really crunch time for us, not only for the shows, but for making sure we get the rifles out. Uh, and in the field before season gets here. So this is our busy time.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, well, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about custom rifle building today. Uh, but before we do that, I, I want to find out a little bit about you. I know that you have a history in the archery industry as not only, and I think you were ranked number 13 in the country as a college archer uh, while you were at A&M. So obviously uh, a dead eye there with a stick and string. But you also worked for Bowtech on their research and development team.
8: Correct. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of a funny, funny deal. I always get that. You know, why guns now? When you're such an archery guy and so passionate about archery, and really, the thing that uh, kind of ties it in for me is on the precision rifle side, on the long range side. It's the same thing when you look at archery. It's all about the small changes that make big impacts. And so, uh, you know, the the stiffness of your shaft, how you're fletching, you know, how you're tuning your rest. It comes down to the same as you know, what kind of powder am I using? What's my seeding depth? You know, uh, what's my barrel twist rate? It's, it's, it parallels. And so, you know, when we, when I kind of got into this deal um, on the archery side, basically was working here at the Gander Mountain during college. And, uh, an older gentleman walked into the store trying to sell his crossbow. And he quizzed me about crossbows and, and bows and stuff for about two hours. And then, um at the end of the day offered me a job in Oregon. So <laughs> we we ended up it was a pretty crazy haul. We ended up um we were getting married that week. Actually got married that week and uh you know sold all of our stuff and packed it up and drove straight to Oregon and and spent I guess the la the about three years there in Oregon, uh working on the R and D side with botech So that was a lot of fun.
1: Wow. Yeah that's that's uh Similar to my, my first job out of college, I guess, uh, we packed up after our honeymoon and moved to Texarkana, and I took a job at a AM talk station there doing, uh, you know, hosting a sports talk show and doing all this, this that, and the other, and, and that's where I fell in love with uh, the outdoors uh, as far as the radio side, because my boss was like, oh, you got to host a hunting and fishing show once a week, and then cool. uh, I guess the rest is history.
8: <laughs> so- right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: That's oh, fun. Uh, yeah, being young and, and getting married and moving off. Yep, been there and done yep.
3: that. Ex- uh, exciting times. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um. So okay, so then you, you decided to get back uh, or, or yeah. get into the rifle side of things. And So talk about how
8: Horizon came yeah. about. And, it's, and it's, did you
1: build your first gun for yourself?
8: Yeah, actually we did. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy how things work out. So, you know, we're at Bowtech and we're a couple years into being there and uh, you know we knew some changes were coming along but didn't know exactly what that looked like and we were actually acquired by Savage Arms and so uh, you know Bowtech and Savage at one point not any longer but at one point we're the same company so you know we got uh, to mess with some of their stuff and they were messing with some of our stuff and you know, playing with the trigger and those kind of things and uh, the perk was we got as many guns as we could possibly get our hands on at cost or below cost. And so I went into a gun frenzy, and <laughs> like, any, like any good hunter would do, and, and bought everything I could get my hands on, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so, of that, that is kind of where I got into the custom side because, to be totally honest, I had a couple guns that shot phenomenal. And, but I won't never forget, I had a uh, 300 wind Mag and more of a sporter setup. Um, and I could not get it to shoot, couldn't get it to shoot at all. And, um, you know, from factory and all kinds of ammo and hand loads and gave it to some friends and they shot it. And we ended up sending it back to the main factory and, and said, hey, if we just can't get this to shoot. And about three weeks later, I got a uh, a new gun back and say, hey, you know, something's wrong with the other one. Here's, here's a new one. And here's the group that, uh, you know, that the gun shoots. And it was inch, maybe inch and a quarter and I was extremely disappointed, and sold every factory gun that I had at that point, and, and except for a 22 to 50 predator that was really good, and my original 30 06, and kind of started getting into the custom side. And about that same time, my wife and I uh, moved back to Texas to take a job with our uh, our family company, uh, Ranch Hand Truck Accessories, and. Uh, Got into outdoor television. so that's that was kind of a fun jaunt in between that. We did a couple years' worth of outdoor TV at our own show and met uh, my business partner now. and he had been building custom guns for between him and his father- in law fifteen to twenty years. Hmm. And we really hit it off and kind of started you know building guns back and forth. and And he originally started the company, everybody in the industry will know as as benchmark barrels. And so, He kind of, you know, things were going well, and, you know, we built the, my first gun that I built for me personally was a 6.5 Creedmoor, which by far my my favorite caliber, but the, um, it it looked like it was going to be a good business venture. So what he said is, hey, I'm really good at barrels, and I would like to focus my efforts on that and have you focus on the gun side, the sales side, build side. And so we did that, and now we're, uh, I guess we're about three and a half, four years down the road. And, uh, you know, we're, we're building anywhere between 160 and 250, you know, gun slash rebarrels a year. So it's, it's rocking and rolling now. Awesome.
1: And I know that actually Horizons was just, uh, merged into the, uh, uh, ranch hand family, or I guess it's Casper's the, the parent company.
8: That's great. Yep. Yeah. We just finished that, uh, July one. So excited about that. You know, we had Tapped out, <laughs> you know. In the small business world, you know, you you do the best you can, and you become, you know, everything to everybody. And so we were growing, you know, at a fast rate that we saw that it was going to be, you know, necessary for us not only to have capital but to have structure, you know. And and the Casper companies, 117 year old, you know, corporation. Most people know it for. Ranch hand. I mean, they're they're more famous for the newspaper racks. If you've ever put a quarter in a newspaper rack at a gas station, it came from Shiner, Texas. And so, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of part of our our legacy now. But what that's going to allow us to do is uh, we're moving into a new facility. We've got a 4,000 square foot uh, building that we just closed on. We will have a new retail front and manufacturing center, and then we also have started a uh, products company that, that people are going to see. Hopefully uh, here at the Trophy Hunter uh, show stuff, definitely uh, Dallas Safari Club and SHOT, um, but it will be uh, IOTA Outdoors, and IOTA is going to be kind of our products line, Uh, so we'll be looking for some new and kind of innovative gear um, on the long-range shooting side.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, we will certainly look forward to that, Um, and if we don't see it at TTHA, we'll for sure see it at Dallas Safari Club. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so what sets Horizon apart from other custom rifle builders, and what does a custom rifle really mean? For a lot of people, you know, I, you guys built me one, and I took it on a black bear hunt, and have since killed a couple more animals with it, um, but uh, for people that aren't familiar with, with custom, what is it? what can you really do as far as specializing your own rifle to suit your needs, your personality, and, and the look that you're going for?
6: Yep.
8: Yeah. So a couple of things. We'll take a step here and say, you know, what is a custom rifle? You know, so basically when we look at, let's say factory rifles, you know, they're going to guarantee you uh, a minute of angle. So a minute of angle will be, say, a one-inch group at 100 and a 10-inch group at 1,000 yards, which for most people is, is you know, fair within what they need to do for on a hunting side. Uh, And, and, you know, what we're guaranteeing is we're going to guarantee half that. You know, most of our guns are shooting closer to quarter minute, but our guarantee is, uh, you know, half minute. So that's a a half-inch group at 100 or a five-inch group at 1,000. And the way that we're doing that, you know, people say, well, how in the world, you know, a small company can make better guns than, you know, more accurate guns than, say, a Remington? Well, it's attention to detail and the fact that we we don't have – of certain price points that we've got to hit i'm not building specifically to a, a generic print so what we're doing is we're taking an action uh, you know whether it's one of our customs or whether it's a remington or or, or whatever and we're truing up that action and we're taking a, a measurement off that exact action you know uh, down to the half thousands and then we're making a barrel for that action so your barrel is not a generic off the shelf barrel it's a custom barrel that's been heat treated we've hand lapped it we've matched it to your barrel and so you're getting a, a a system that we've paid a lot of attention to all the small details and that's what adds up i mean this is a game of thousands so you know every thousands adds up uh, especially when you're when you're trying to shoot you know way out there mm-hmm. you know and kind of where we sit on you know as far as our groove you know on on the horizon side I appreciate the artisticness of firearms and so what we say with horizons is we want horizons to be an expression of your identity and so what we enjoy the most is building you know the gun that you know your gun you know so this this is this is Cable's representation of what you know himself what he wants his gun to be like what he wants his hunting experience to be like and so you know, it's rare that we ever build two that look alike, and mm-hmm. we, I enjoy that, you know, whether it's custom mixing painting, whether it's uh, unique fluting options, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you're getting Cablesmith's gun. You know, well, you're not my gun getting... is a lot better
1: looking than me. I'll put it that way.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Awesome. Oh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, but so I picked out, you know, customized the barrel how I wanted it. Uh, You're like, some of the things you told me I could choose, I was like overwhelmed. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, So (laughs) it's pretty, it is pretty sweet Uh, stock. You know, uh, it specialized how I wanted it. And, uh, and, and let me tell you, I've shot the gun four times because, you know, like you just said, guarantee half inch MOA, you guys shoot it before you send it off to your customer. And uh, so I, I took it to Alberta, never having shot it. I shot it one time at the range and said, Oh, that's good. And I've shot it three times since then, shot a 350-pound boar black bear. He went 10 yards, and I've killed two uh, awesome uh, Hill Country Axis deer, and
8: neither one of them made it more than 10 steps. So uh, to say that I've
1: been very pleased would be a a gross understatement.
8: Awesome, man. And that's what we enjoy. I mean, like, you know, I don't get to go on all the hunts, right? You know, but people are going on hunts all over the world. And and what I enjoy most is seeing success with our you know customers. It's it's you know it's it's, it's doing the gun is kind of our opportunity to be there. You know what I mean? Whether it's uh, stag in New Zealand, you know, whether it's black bear in Alberta, you know, whether it's sheep or whatever it is, it's neat. I love love getting pictures, even if it's just group pictures. Hey, this is my best group I have ever shot. You know. Uh, we, we love having the pictures from our, uh, our customers. It's That's a fun experience on this end.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, talk about the long-range capability um, because, you know, custom rifles, I mean, that's really what people are looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition to just having a gun, like we said, that expresses uh, themselves, what is the longest shot that you or a client have uh, made on a, an animal with one of uh, Horizon Firearms?
8: Me me personally, uh, I've shot a whitetail out at 731. That's my, my longest shot. Mm. Killed my, my biggest whitetail at 585. Uh, you know, both single shot kills. Um, as far as clients, there's a, a lot of plethora there. The one that comes to mind is uh, I've got a South Texas guide who we built a 7 mag for and he killed a white tail at 944 Wow! and and actually filmed it, and it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I get this text, and, you know, it was a doe. He was doing some, you know, doe culling and whatever, and he sends me this text, and the, and the bullet placement is just beautiful, you know, and he uh, and all the text says is 944 looks like I'm a half-inch low.
7: <laughs> you know, and,
8: and so I love I mean, that's that's what I love, you know, and. The, the long range deal, you know, some people are anti that, you know, it's just flinging lead. Well,
1: but it, well, ninth, put, let's
8: say this, though, it's becoming more and more popular. Absolutely. It, it is the hot spot of the market. And the reason why, I mean, in, in my opinion, the reason why long range has gotten so popular is that hunting itself has gotten so expensive. I mean, definitely in my lifetime. I mean, you know, people are spending 20 grand on stag hunts, you know, they're spending you know, 15,000 on elk hunts, you know, drawing once in a lifetime tags, these kind of deals. Uh, and so you Sheep cannot,
4: uh, yeah, I mean, I mean,
8: that's expensive. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't afford to go out there and not come home with anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, here recently it was put to me this way, we're building a, a couple guns for a guide in Colorado out of Gunnison. And he said, H- here's the deal. If I have a gun that I know will, put bullets inside of bullets and I can give it to a client. I can make the dial adjustments for him and all, he doesn't even have to know what the yardage is. He just has to get on the animal and shoot it as if it was a hundred yards. And, and I know that he can take the animal. Not only does my success rate as a guy go up, but their success rate as a hunter goes substantially up. If they can kill animals between, and we're not talking crazy yardage, you know, five to seven, you know, five to seven fifty kind of range. And he said, you know, you can almost guarantee that your BNC and C points on your on the trophy you're going to take are going to go up, you know, five to fifteen inches, and that's what he's telling me as a guy out of Colorado. And so, you know, that's where the value really is in these custom guns. It's just, I said, capitalizing on the money that you've already spent to make the hunting investment.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, well, tell me this, as far as and and since you're in the the uh, business of you know long range and customization what in in your opinion is the best caliber for
8: long range big game hunting and a couple couple things here you know in my opinion i love the 7 mag uh you know as a in in a couple reasons why when we look at ballistic coefficient and so we're looking at your magic number for a long range gun you want to shoot about three thousand feet a second and you want to be able to have a bullet with a BC of around 0.5. That's kind of what that's the golden goose that you're trying to accomplish. If you can do uh, better in one, you can do worse in the other. You know, so if you have more speed, you can give away some BC. So what you, you've you done with the um, the 7 mag, let's say you know, we shoot 180 grain burger bullets, and because and, and, you know, it's available for the 7, and let's say we shoot 180 grain bullets out of a 300 wind mag your BC in the 7 is going to be substantially higher. And, you know, you could argue that your speeds between the two rounds are going to be relatively close. And so when you look at wind drift, which is the big, big deal long-range shooting, I mean, you can dial for elevation and you can make anything shoot distance, but you're trying to uh, to reduce your margin of error. That's the game. And so, you know, if, if I'm shooting at a mule deer at the factory, uh, gun at uh, 700 yards and I've got a seven inch group well you know that's you don't have a lot of room for error for mm. buck fever or wind or anything you know so if you cut that in half now we're talking uh, you know manageable shots and so I think that the 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 heavy sevens um, you know kind of are the, the the cream of the crop in my opinion now The one I'm probably the most excited about on the big game side is this 28 Nozzler. I mean, it's a relatively new caliber uh, that Nozzler released at Shot Show this year. But, you know, essentially what you've got is a 7 Ultra Mag, and it's shortened. So it's about 100 feet, 150 feet faster than a 7 Mag, but it's short. So it feeds and cycles clean uh, as opposed to an Ultra Mag. And so it's a functional long-range cartridge that... We've got um, we have customers shooting 190 grains or 7 millimeter, excuse me, at uh, almost 3,100 feet a second, which is, I mean, smoking. You know, BCs and yeah. high six BCs at over 3,000. I mean, right. that that is screaming the crop when you're trying to do, you know, damage long range uh, yeah. on the big game side.
1: For sure. And yeah, Derek, we'll have to do a, another interview and talk, you know, smaller calibers for prairie dog plinking and predator hunting. Uh, at a later date because we're almost out of time here. And I also, uh, next time, want to talk about that 6.5 Creedmoor because that's a round that I'm uh, pretty excited about as well.
8: Um, Definitely our most popular. We're building probably 75% of those. I mean, it's just the best round right now. Uh, you can get, you know, as far as factory ammo, you know, just took a guy out. I mean, real quick, we took a guy out this uh, last week who had never shot past 100 yards. And with factory ammo, we had him shooting three inches of center at 1,100 yards. Wow. Huh. You, just, you just can't do that.
1: No joke. Wow, that's impressive. Well, hey, Derek, uh, thank you so much for your time today, man. I absolutely love my, my 7 mag. Uh, it's a tack driver for sure. Uh, y'all check it out, horizonfirearms.com. Uh, They're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find them there. Uh, Also, be sure to stop by the Horizons Firearms booth at the upcoming Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganzas. And then lastly, um, if anybody wants a Horizon custom build, as far as a rifle goes, or even a semi-custom, just tell Derek that you heard about him right here on our show, and he will hook you up with a pretty sweet discount.
8: Yeah, no, I mean we... And, and we appreciate people doing that. So, you know, just call us and say, hey, we heard, heard about you guys on Cable Show. Uh, you know, what kind of deals have we got going? And we'll we'll definitely uh, work out some discounts for you and, and, and get you going before hunting season.
1: Fabulous. Well, hey, Derek, thanks again, man. We'll see you next weekend at the Houston Extravaganza.
8: Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate you calling.
1: So there he goes, Derek Ratliff, owner and CEO of Horizon Firearms, based out of College Station, Texas. He's a good old Aggie. Uh, just like my grandfather was. Uh, Of course, my loyalties lie with the green and gold of the Baylor Bears. But, hey, we won't hold that against him. Uh, Derek's a good guy and is making some uh, fabulous rifles. and I'm just tickled to death about our 7 Mag. Uh, That segment of the show, by the way, proudly brought to you by Rudy's Barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and enjoy Rudy's true Texas-style barbecue. Man, just looking at my watch here. uh, Well, actually... It's not a watch. Who wears a watch these days? It's a cell phone. I'm not gonna lie, but we've got to get out of here. That is gonna do it for today's presentation. Thanks to Derek, as well as our other guest, uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Mule Deer Program Leader Sean Gray, a longtime bass fishing guide and Barefoot Fishing Tours Charles Whited. And then, of course, Eric White of the Star S Ranch. We appreciate all of their contributions. Uh, Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. We wouldn't be here without their support. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying you all have a great week in the outdoors.
3: You call it love and deny the truth. You won't even realize you're being Till it's too late All what goes around comes around, babe